Rana writes, Evan, my nine-year-old who proclaims to be the biggest Met fan in the state of Washington wanted me to send you a question. Oh, I like this. We listen to the pod on the way to and from school and his baseball practices. You know what that means? It means we should curse less or never curse at all. We got a nine-year-old listening. It's a family podcast. We can't be dirty. Not that we're dirty. It's usually Pete that curses, right? No, curse. no, 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 no. You you, you lay out some F-bombs sometimes when you're really frustrated. But I'll take the blame for most others. <laughs> well, I do want to apologize uh, to Rana and her son because I apologize. We don't want to teach you to curse. Cursing is wrong. Unless unless the Mets really tick you off. Then it's okay. Then, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, it's, honestly, it's going to grow him for a few. It's going to mold him for a few years when you're more of like a teenager and you're watching games and you really understand the frustration that the Mets give you on a daily basis. That's true. What's so innocent about this nine-year-old is the quote question starts by saying, Rico, what do you think? <laughs> I love that. We're Rico. Me and Pete Nevin are Rico. Rico, what do you think we would have to give up to get Bryce Miller or George Kirby? Do you think the Mariners would trade either? Unfortunately, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. I don't even know what we'd have to give up because I don't think the Mariners would be interested in any way. They've got themselves a really good young rotation. It's a part of why, you know, and we'll do some baseball predictions right before the start of the year. One of the teams that I look at and can see that huge year out of, especially even though they're in a very difficult division, is Seattle. They've got really good young pitching. But thank you very much, Hugh, for the question. P.S. I'm going to all three games of Mets Mariners when they're here. So I'm hoping Pete Alonso is still with us and not traded. He's my favorite player. Me too. Oh, so you? Me too. Is he a Mariners fan or a Mets fan? No, Mets fan, but living in the state of Washington. Biggest Mets fan in the state of Washington. Got it. That's right. We got Mets fans all over the place. I love it. Thank you very much for emailing the RicoB at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening in the great state of Washington. Evan and Pete. This is from Jeff Cohen. I've been advocating for a Pete Alonso contract extension. Probably not going to happen with Scott Boris as his agent. We all know Pete has the ability to set the Mets home run record, but his off-the-field endeavors and being homegrown too is valuable and too valuable to let him go to free agency. The last year or so, the Cubs have been rumored to have interest in Pete, but what if the Yankees come a-calling? The Mets kept away from the Aaron Judge free agency out of deference to the Steinbrenners. I doubt the Yankees will reciprocate that gesture. The thought of us Met fans seeing Pete in a Yankee uniform is too much to bear. Your thoughts? I'm not worried about the Yankees. I'm really not. The Yankees are a big market team. The Yankees are willing to spend. I have a tough time believing that the Yankees next offseason, in an offseason where Juan Soto's a free agent, so they have to deal with him, in an offseason where Glaber Torres is a free agent, and say what you want about Glaber, he's not easy to replace when you look at your other options to play second base. And the fact that Cashman over the last few years has seemed to kind of realize or move back to, hey, we need left-handed power on this team and we can't go too right-handed. I don't think they're going to be big players for Pete Alonso. I don't, especially when they've got Giancarlo Stanton signed long-term, another right-handed slugger, the possibility Pete may eventually have to DH a lot more. And then the first thing I said, which is the priority of keeping Juan Soto, who I think is going to cost you $600 million. If they lose Juan Soto to the Mets, 
Could I see the Yankees saying, okay, our pivot is Pete Alonso? Maybe, but it's not my biggest fear. I'd be very, very surprised if we're sitting here a year from now and Pete Alonso's a New York Yankee. Is it possible he's a Cub? Yes, that is an absolute threat. It makes a lot of sense. They've got a lot of money. They've been linked to him before in terms of trying to trade for him. Uh, but the Yankee thing doesn't worry me as much. It annoys me that he's going to get the free agency. I think back to other lifetime Met possibilities and how the Mets handled it. David Wright, and I brought this up on the Rico. I know I brought this up on Evident Tiki, but this is the question I like to ask my fellow Met fans about signing Pete and anyone who's against a contract that they deem too expensive or too many years or too risky. The Mets signed David Wright to a contract extension one year before free agency. So this would have been the equivalent of Pete Alonso right now. And they sign him to that mega contract, nine years, a buck, 50, whatever it was, big time contract at the time. And I think we'd all agree it was a disaster. He was not healthy after signing that contract. He played a decent amount in 2014, missed a lot of 2015, though he did play when it mattered, missed a lot of 16, and then his career was basically over. And then had that cameo at the end of his career. But ask yourself this. Do you regret giving David Wright that extension? Are there Met fans out there who say, boy, that was a big mistake? Now, a couple of things to keep in mind. Different ownership now. So Cohen wouldn't be afraid of a contract failing, I would think. And number two, the Wilpons basically didn't even pay for the contract because insurance covered, I think, like 70% of it. But knowing what we know now, knowing that it failed, knowing that, yeah, he gave us a couple of moments, specifically 2015, but certainly not worth all that money in all those years, do you regret it? Because my answer is no. My answer is I'm just glad David Wright didn't play for another team. And as long as it doesn't hinder you long-term, and that's really relying on the owner, not using one bad contract to say, well, I can't do anything now because I'm stuck with this bad contract, and I don't think Steve Cohen is that kind of owner, then what are you afraid of? And that's my question to my fellow Met fan. Like, we could sit here all day, and we've done pods on it, breaking down his stats and breaking down projections for the next few years, and you can make every kind of analytical baseball argument on why he isn't worth this amount of money. You can use Matt Olson's contract, which I don't think is fair because he signed it years before free agency, so of course it was smaller than what it should have been. So I don't like that as a frame of reference, even though it's continued to be used as a frame of reference. But we can make all these baseball arguments for why you can't pay him more than $190 million. But my counter to all of that is, why risk him going somewhere else? And if you have an owner that's willing to not let that contract hinder him, why not just make sure he's not on another team? This is more of an emotional argument than a baseball argument. But ask yourself about David Wright. For all the analytical fans who are Met fans listening to the Rico right now, no one could deny the David Wright contract failed. But what if he got to free agency and signed with the Phillies and the same thing happened? Or he signed with the Yankees, which could have been a possibility. Isn't it better that he was a Met even if it failed? So I have two things here, and I'm going to lead with Jeff. I love you um, because as the, Jeff Cohen was the guy who just emailed, if I'm correct. Um, you, yes, yes. I would be so pissed 
if Pete if Pete Alonso played for the Yankees. That would burn me more than anything else because I, that means to me that the Mets didn't do enough to keep Pete Alonso here, and they're okay with passing the buck to somebody else. It doesn't make a difference what team he goes to, but the Yankees would burn me more because we didn't go all in for Aaron Judge. We didn't try for Aaron Judge. There's guys that we've lost to the Yankees. I mean, not many, but the fact is it's it's been on the table that we – should be getting the best players or should be offering at least something to the best players and judge we completely passed on. So if it rolls reversed and the Yankees went in and got Pete Alonso from us and we kind of, again, passed it like, ah, whatever, we don't want him, it's going to piss me off a lot. I don't care what you say. I know that maybe it's unrealistic, but if it did happen, I would, I'd call Steve Cohen a fraud. I, re- I really would. Well, that, for, that's for, would I'm not defending. But I, I, nothing I said defended that happening. It was more, it's not going to happen. I'm not worried about it because I just, I don't see it happening. Well, first of all, they need the first baseman after this year. Rizzo's gone. Well, they, they, they're not, they're not going to put LeMahieu there. So you're right, but they could, they do need a first baseman. And Pete Alonso is pretty freaking good hitting 45. Well, but but one other thing, one other thing to your point, I, and I didn't mention this, but you kind of alluded to it. I think another reason why it wouldn't happen in my mind is even if the Yankees did pursue him, even if I'm wrong about them not pursuing him, I don't think Steve Cohen would let that happen. I don't think he's an idiot. I think that when push comes to shove, executives in this town understand the other team in town and understand the repercussions of, let's say, losing a guy to another team or it's why they don't trade a guy to another team. Like off off sport, I've had a few Nick fans come to me recently saying, hey, do you think the Nets would trade Mikel Bridges? Because they want him on the Knicks, and I totally get why. And my first answer is they're not trading him. But even if they did, they're not trading him to the Knicks. Like, they wouldn't let that happen because they're not idiots. They're running a business. They're not going to send their best player across town. So, similarly, if Pete Alonso got to free agency and the Mets are playing hardball and the highest bidder is the Yankees, I think the Mets would say, boy, you know what? We can't lie. That's not a good business move. We can't let that happen. And I think eventually they would then stand up if they weren't willing to do it because it was the Cubs instead and get it done. I, I just don't think it's happening. It doesn't worry me because I don't think it's happening. If I was worried about it, I'd say I'm worried about it. Well, that's good. I, I hope that, uh, that you're not worried about it because I'm sweating bullets over here. But on top of that, <laughs> yes. on, to- <laughs> on top of that, excuse me, did you see the top 10 list that came out for first baseman, t- top 10 first yes. baseman right yes. now? And Pete yeah. Alonso, by the way, I'm happy that he's on the list because it seems like he's getting insulted a lot. Like, I really think that people just are throwing Pete Alonso away as a first baseman. He's he's nothing. It, to be on the top ten list, we're, we're lucky that he's even on there. He's on at number six. And let's, let's, let's be serious. Go through it. Freddie Freeman, a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to debate that. Right now, he's still one of the best hitters in the league, one of the best gloves in the league. Okay, fine. Bryce Harper played 30 freaking games last year at first base, and we're sitting and put him on this freaking list. That's ridiculous. You got Paul Goldschmidt, who had an off year. He's kind of towards the end of his career. He's sitting number three. You got Matt Olson, who had a career year. No questions at all. He's at four. By the way, you look at their OPS, their 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 um their batting average. You look at all these OPS pluses for their career. Guess what? Their numbers are freaking identical, identical. So we had a great year last year. But Pete Alonso's hit fifty plus home runs one year too. It happens. And then Yandy Diaz being five. I'm sorry, that whole list just made me feel like Pete Alonso's the best first baseman in the freaking league. 
I love Pete. He's not the best first baseman in the league. Not right now. And two, the problem with these lists, why I don't get crazy about it is, first of all, it's just opinion. I mean, it's just somebody's opinion. Who the hell's opinion is it? Somebody at MLB, Brian Kenny's opinion, because he stuck it in the shredder, whatever the hell he calls it. But also, like, Yandy Diaz had a great year last year. There's no denying that. And that's the one that jumped out at me. It's the one I commented on on Twitter. He had a great year last year. And he had a better year than Pete Alonso last year. I'll totally give you that, even though he's not great defensively either. But are we doing this on one year or are we doing this on a career? Are we doing this on reliability or are we doing this on what have you done for me lately? A part of the appeal of Pete is that he's reliable, is that other than getting hit by Charlie Morton, he goes out and plays every single day. Where does he rank on a list like that? I don't know. Who the hell cares? All I know is I want him to be my first baseman for the next decade.